It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate, oh yeah. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And welcome to the official Superhero Slate review of DC's Black Adam, the latest DC movie. Is it the only DC movie this year? (laughs) I don't know. It starts, it's really starting to feel like it. It's pretty thin out there. We had Batman. I'm sorry. I was like, Batman Batman doesn't feel like a DC movie. No offense. Like, because it's like, (laughs) you mean because it's successful? (laughs) It's successful. It's entertaining. (laughs) Uh, It's not connected to anything Zack Snyder's ever done. So uh, it feels like a whole different movie, but yeah. So we, we did um, Black Adam finally, after 15 years, has finally hit the theaters. So Yeah, I, that whole narrative has been kind of bugging me in general. Because like, obviously The Rock has been out there using his um, network to kind of promote this movie, which makes a whole lot of sense. I, I don't look at the fine print, but I'm pretty sure that he's like an executive producer on this, making oh, yeah. like a large portion of the box office. So he's a machine promoting it. But they're saying like, oh, I've been wanting to do this character for like 15 years. And it's just like, well, it would be a different story if like, you know, there was a huge announcement 15 years ago that this movie was going to come out and then got canceled. And then I don't remember it. (laughs) In 2007, they did announce that they were making like the the paperwork had been signed or whatever. But it's like one of those like, yeah, we know they've been making Fantastic Four movies every 10 years that they're not releasing too. So does this really matter at the end of the day? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm I'm sure that there's fits and starts, but it's not exactly like like how New Mutants was like delayed yeah. like seven times. Mor- Morbius, know, like the, that. the most delayed movie known to man at this point. Oh, Morbin time. Uh, but yeah, Black Adam. If you listen to the show regularly, our our weekly news episodes, we have been, I would say, a little. Um, uh, less than excited to make room to watch this film. And I don't think it necessarily has to do with Black Adam or Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It's just, it's got to be entirely just the state of the DC cinematic mm-hmm. universe, right? They, it, like, if, like talk about, like, fits and starts. It's a, it's basically the MO over there. Constant executive shakeups, you know, uh, like hashtag campaigns <laughs> yes exactly uh media mergers i mean like whether or not you think some of these movies cut a little bit deeper or a little bit more edgy than marvel movies it, it's it's safe it's safe to say that marvel has been very very consistent and undoubtedly much more successful by almost every metric than dc so obviously preference does come in into play i'm well, sure some people can say oh I like this specific DC movie over this specific Marvel movie. That's great. But on the whole, if you're kind of into all of this superhero stuff, like me and Chris are, we've been talking about it every single week for almost 400 episodes now. You know, we start to get invested in it, maybe more than the average person. So I think all that goes to say, like, I I got my tickets for, like, a Saturday morning. I was like, I got to get this done and out of yeah. the way. I got other stuff I need to do in my day. Chris, you, you watched it a little bit in, in a different way because yeah, your tickets. wife's birthday <laughs> yeah. was this weekend, and you're just like, I'm not moving any of this to yeah. go watch Black Adam. So I, I, I'll, I'll explain to the audience how you ended up watching it. Yeah, so, um, well, there's just a cam version online because this movie's been out for about a week everywhere else, and 
Uh, it's not a bad quality version either, Mike. I don't know if you dove into it. Now, I would I would love to go pay to watch movies. Don't get me wrong. Mike, you know this. I love going mm-hmm. to the movie theaters. There's nothing absolutely wrong with it. But it was just a horrible weekend for me to, to try to make this work. And um, if there's a copy out there, I'm going to watch it. And, um, you know, if it's good, I'm going to go put my money back into it. Um, I, I also want to kind of go back to, to what you're saying here. You know, us being burnt out by DC, not necessarily on uh, quantity... Uh, but quality simply because I feel even if Marvel doesn't doesn't if they miss on stuff right I think you can agree they they swing for everything right they're like mm-hmm. they try for diverse shows diverse movies like you can usually get a different vibe from each one to the, each one um, with unlike you know I, um, you know this movie the trailers the previews have looked pretty generic all around right like nothing original nothing like ooh, this is different from everything else I've ever seen in my life. And uh, Yeah, you basically have a, a super-powered uh, hero in a suit, like, punching things at, mm-hmm. at its very basic entity. And, I mean, we'll, we'll go into this uh, spoiler-free, I think. I think yeah. we should just kind of roll into this. But Black Adam, overall, is just at its best mediocre and mostly at its worst i hated it yeah. uh there's some redeeming moments in the film but overall i couldn't stop thinking about like uh the rocks like selfie videos the whole time watching this movie it's like Dwayne, you promised me you promised me this was gonna be good and i'm having the worst time ever there's this kind of weird moment still no spoilers uh where the second act is starting to wrap up and weirdly the vibes coming from the film are oh the the movie's about done we're almost wrapping up here i almost thought i was going to be seeing credits roll and i was like is this a weird movie that only has two acts what is happening here this is mm-hmm. really freaking me out but then this other side of my brain was like oh the movie's almost done thank god i want to get out of here so then i was held hostage for 30 more minutes for a very generic third act so it's just the the characters the acting uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is the same person in every movie he's ever in. And I say that at risk of my own health because I slightly run the chance of running into him yeah. at some point in time. And just by that you mean I, he will I run reside, into you. Yes, I reside in the same city. I doubt we're going to be in the same grocery aisle ever, mm-hmm. but I don't know. He could see me at like LAX and... I don't know if he has like a team of sluice that has an enemy list for him. He could pound me into the ground. But I just think he plays the exact same character in every movie I've ever seen him in. And in this one, he particularly takes on this affect of an emotionless robot. It's like, I get it. You are coming, you know, from the past into the future, which I think is pretty heavily telegraphed into the trailers, right? Um so if this this man kind of out of time, but like it doesn't mean you'd be a robot, right? Mm-hmm. You can at least have a personality. It's not like you have just had amnesia and you're not you don't know how society works and you you know you grew up in a cave or something. That's just kind of what it feels like. So yeah, overall, I, I just cannot find much to redeem from here. Except I, I think I've seen this across the board for most people is Pierce Brosnan's Doctor Fate is great. Uh, uh, I, I, I think he is the only kind of anybody that's bringing anything interesting to any of these characters. Uh, most of the time, everyone is just mad and punching mm. things, but he brings just a little bit more uh, nuance to it. And um, I loved his role. But beyond that, Chris, uh, what did you think of Black Adam? Um, man, uh, generic is being nice, I think, a little bit about this movie. I was literally 
Now, one of the benefits of watching it from home, I'm able to text people who don't want to watch the movie uh, while I'm watching it. And we were talking about this, how I'm literally essentially just taking notes through text messages. And um, <laughs> more, more, more than likely, I kind of felt like Leonardo DiCaprio from the meme uh, where he's pointing at the screen, right? <laughs> because, like, this is everything that they showed us. Every single thing has been done in another movie, whether it's DC or Marvel. There is nothing that is in this movie that makes it stand out and makes it make any difference. Um, and, and I think to me, that's, that's just a huge, huge miss, a swing and a miss uh, for this, because mm-hmm. I, I think there's a lot of opportunity. I think, you know, there's a lot of interesting people with interesting powers in here. Sometimes, um, you know, I agree, you know, um, uh, uh, the rock as, as black Adam, he has the same grumpy look, frowny look on his face the entire time. Right. He doesn't have any emotion <laughs> other than he's like, I'm mad. I'm upset whatever um the the justice society um they just kind of show up and you know they are very uh predictable everything in this is predict i i saw it coming a mile away and i don't know about you mike even the twist later on in the film near the second act i'm like they telegraphed this very very early on like this is not um a surprise for anybody i feel uh, but I, I just felt, you know, it's generic, but it's it's a combination of other movies that just did it better uh, and did it better mm-hmm. the first time. So I, I can't say um, I'm I'm in love with it. But let's go. Let's talk facts real fast before we jump mm-hmm. into spoilers, because I think we I, I want if you want to watch this movie, by all means, go ahead. It's in the theaters. Um, you should. Um, I don't want to ruin it, but we should jump into spoilers because I think I think there's a lot to talk about. Uh, first and foremost, this has made 60 Almost 67 million, I think, now is the updated number uh, in, in North America, uh, which is, you know, mm-hmm. not bad. It's the biggest movie ever for The Rock, uh, that, that had The Rock in it, uh, other than The Mummy Returns. So that's good for him. Um, and he wasn't even in The Mummy Returns, except for CGI Scorpion dude at the end <laughs> there. Um, it's made $140 million worldwide. That's pretty good for an opening weekend movie. I don't know how much this movie costs. So I can't say either way. Now, someone was running the numbers because... Uh, this movie is very much I would they, they are parallel paralleling it with the Shazam series in DC right mm-hmm. uh, for good reason uh, and they said that this has a 10% bigger audience than Shazam adjusting ticket inflation prices with a hundred percent more production budget so they don't know if you know how much are they really winning right with this one um, oh I yeah I don't think 10% bigger than Shazam is much to say about i mean zachary levi is not really a household name outside of the show chuck at the time when shazam came out Uh, a character that most people are not super familiar with um yeah i don't think that one's a a good bragging point no even though i believe shazam is a very good movie yeah well and, and and um it's just kind of kind of yeah similarities with it and i think honestly Shazam didn't have any big names attached to it, right? Like, this one has several. Like, you mentioned Pierce Brosnan, uh, mm. you know, The Rock, uh, and uh, all his other little sidekicks in this movie uh, from the Justice Society. Um, but, yeah, and the last thing is a producer said today that recently Black Adam 2 was coming fast. So, it sounds like there might be, you know, some some way to get this up and going. Maybe The Rock has some rights and he just wants to keep his franchise going because he doesn't really have a lot right now, right? He He's out of... The Fast and the Furious. Um, trying to think what other franchises he has. Anything? Uh, I mean, Terramana Tequila, more? the movie. Uh. Is there? Is there? Well, there's going to be another. I'm sure there's going to be another Red Notice on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think we could assume that there's going to be a um, Jumanji trilogy. 
I would think that they would do at least one more um, with that yeah. concept. But yeah, who knows if he's going to be in that. But uh, also, I think it's important to note before we jump into spoilers that this is another one of those films where the audience and the critics are extremely divided. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if Rotten Tomatoes is really the best way to uh, judge the quality of a movie anymore, but if you go on over there, I think it's setting it around 40 with the audience around like 80 to 90. So there's a really big gap there, so I wouldn't yeah. be surprised so- if we have any listeners that totally disagree with yeah. us. And I don't know if I would even consider myself necessarily a critic. I'm just a dude with a microphone. Uh, so I don't know what camp you would kind of put us in. We're just fans saying how we feel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and, and that's totally, uh, like I said, any, every, every opinion is valid when it comes to what movies you like. Uh, Cinema mm. Score is given it a B plus, so, you know, that's, that's not horrible, right? That's pretty good, so... So, um, and I think I think I know why that 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 is coming that way, Mike. And let's let's go ahead. We're going to jump into spoilers right now. So if you've not mm-hmm. watched this movie, um, go go take a look. If um, you want to watch it, they come back and listen. So uh, full spoiler warning here going forward. Everyone feels excited because they saw Henry Cavill for five fucking seconds, Mike. The mm-hmm. the rest of the movie means shit up until that point, right? Like if you if you looked at like a graph. Right, like it's like flatline, flatline spike in the last ten seconds of like you know dopamine. Like, oh my god, this is exciting, and then people are walking out and like that's what they're remembering. And like, oh, that was a good movie. It had Henry Cavill in it. It wasn't the movie. It it was the last end credit scene that makes you feel that way. Yeah, exactly. And if we're just kind of talking about maybe audience participation or reaction in a way, I feel like that's a good way to dive into. It feels like this film was punched up to death seems like somebody had created a very uh, dour, serious film, and somebody decided we need to inject some humor and some quips into this, and every single one of them, except for maybe two or three, fell totally flat in my theater. The only sort of reaction, I would say, comparable to like other just more successful films was the very end when people got to see Henry Cavill, like, mm-hmm. and people were disproportionately disproportionately excited about like i don't think your post credit scene should be the best part of your film it needs to be the cherry on the top you're there for the ice cream right so um yeah my audience was relatively uh tame and it was pretty it was pretty full i would say for a saturday morning actually we we got a pretty full house so people were going to see it opening weekend which we're kind of seeing there in the box office numbers but man okay let's let's dive into this movie a little bit yeah well, I, 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 I think what you were saying about how this just feels like so many other things that we've seen. And, you know, if you go back to the history of comic books, right, obviously Marvel and DC have been like copying off each other, you know, for decades and decades, making very similar characters like Doctor Fate and Doctor Strange, you know. And at this point in time, it doesn't matter which one was invented first in the comic book. At this point in time, at the way we are right now with media, it matters who makes it to the big screen and who makes an impact first. And almost everything in this movie has been done by Marvel very mm. effectively already. We have a gi- we have a giant person already. It goes by the name of Ant Man, right? Uh, we we have uh, our Doctor Strange slash Doctor Fate. We have kind of this. Um we have kind of like this these anti-heroes that have been dabbled with already. Even DC's already dabbled with the anti-hero stuff already. The whole time I was watching this movie, I also thought like, man, I'd rather just be re-watching Venom, yeah. right? At least Tom Hardy is injecting something into the character besides a stoic robot. 
Uh, and then the shoehorning of Amanda Waller in there. Like, why do they keep going back to the Amanda Waller yeah. well? I can only assume it's because James Gunn came in, made the Suicide Squad cool again, and made Amanda Waller relevant well, once again. It, that has to be the only reason she's still on a yeah. monitor somewhere telling somebody what to do. Yeah, well, it's it's probably a very cheap uh, thing to do. She's essentially, and I hate to say it, like, she's trying to be, they're trying to make her the Nick Fury, right, of, mm-hmm. of this. And, you know, it's it's fine, I, I guess, but, like, you know, it, it does, I think it would have been fine to have her maybe at the end or the middle, but not both, right? I, I think one of the two parts. And then also, you know, James Gunn's wife was in this. Um, yeah. She, like, I was, was like, oh, there's a Peacemaker reference right there. They got Yeah. They that was the in. weird part of the second act where I thought the movie was about to end. I was like, oh, is this the weird, like, kind of uh, cliffhanger ending? And then we know we're going to be getting news on, like, Sunday afternoon that Black Adam 2 is coming out in a year or something. No, that's not mm-hmm. the case. We had to roll into the extremely Did- generic fight with the devil at yeah. the end. So let me, let me, let me, let me back up here. Let me, let yeah. me, let me go to the beginning because I said literally less than five minutes in, this movie is the master of tell, don't show. Um, because literally there's a bunch, there's a voiceover and this history thing. Nothing's really happening except someone's telling us, right? Kind of rather than showing us this, this history of conduct, which is a mysterious, not real country that has a rare mineral only found there. Oh, that, what does that sound like out hmm. there, folks? (laughs) Wakanda. And they have, they have a singular protector of the country who happens to dress in a, a man in black is what he calls himself. Um, I was like, this, this is not, this is not helping me at all. Um, and then, um, you know, I, I wrote this down. Oh, how many slow motion scenes do you think were in this? Do you think it's comparable to a, oh a Zack Snyder God. movie? They thought like they thought that move that shot where he's kind of destroying those fleet of soldiers when he yeah. first gets out of his prison. They thought that that was going to be the coolest thing ever. They're like, "Oh, we're going to have our own kind of like quicksilver scene here. It's going to be amazing. It's great. We're yeah. DC. We can do super speed. We got to show that Black Adam's fast, just like the Flash. This is going to be yep. awesome." And of course, they set everything to like very on the nose, like classic rock songs, right? Like, yeah. um, and it right, was paint it black. Like, it was paint it black. I'm pretty sure was the, the yeah one exactly. And they put all that work into it, and the whole time I just kept thinking. Why did he have to go horizontally out through the mountain when they specifically show that there was a hole in the top of the mountain? Why didn't he just go up? He, that's why he, he just went sideways. He literally through walked through thing. every wall in this movie, Mike. There, he, he he literally for no reason. They didn't even explain why he walked through the walls. They were yeah, like, do you have and, doors? He was like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. It's like, what's so you this have joke door. for? <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, and the thing is, like, I understand the root and the 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 structure of the joke, but he's just a mindless robot. If he yeah. was just kind of like a a jerky dude the whole time, and who just like didn't care about anything, and was just like a chauvinistic type of person, like, oh, I get it. He just doesn't care about anything. He's gonna break up. He destroyed that woman's apartment. Yeah. Like, she has no place to go back to. Yeah. Uh, it is absolutely destroyed. I mean, the the unfortunate thing is, like, the single best idea in this whole movie is, like, the broad concept of, like, the colonization of a country for its minerals and oppressing the people and why haven't these superheroes showed up before, mm-hmm. right? I think that's a very important story that should be told, but, like, not like this. Yeah. This was just, everything is, like, so heavy-handed, in your face. There's, like, no nuance to it. It's just so the, the, oblique. It's just, like, 
I know yeah. it's a superhero movie. I know they're not going for the Oscar, but I mean, you can you can do a better job. The, uh, Stop showing me this dumb kid on a skateboard. I hated that kid. I know I'm jumping around right now. Yeah, yeah. I just it's all coming out. I hated that kid on the skateboard so much. He's he's the exact same character from Shazam. His uh I guess his stepbrother, adopted yeah. brother, uh who knows all the stuff about like nerdy superhero stuff. The exact same character. Yeah. Carbon copy. They just they just threw him in a different movie and he has a skateboard this time yeah. around. I hated him. I hated that kid so much. Yeah. Well, I, I, I've got another reference here. Um, early on when you're talking about the mountain, right after the explosion scene, right? The slow motion, which is essentially pulled out of Justice League where he's going faster than everything else in slow motion. Mm-hmm. Like that's what the Superman was doing. Whatever. Um, a, a, a girl and her goofy sidekick find this lightning god in their van. Uh, like oh, they have, yep. I was like, oh, that's Thor one, isn't it? Like literally right there. But then, um, then we get ju- thrown into the Justice Society, and we get Ant Man because he's uh, someone inheriting a size changing suit from an older actor who is mm-hmm. the Fonz, right? Henry Winkler <laughs> yep. himself is. I'm like, this is Ant Man all over yet again. And then they they have a magic man with a goatee and a butler, a lot of money. So he's a mixture of Doctor Strange and Iron Man. Right, mm-hmm. you see in this, I've, I've, my notes go on forever here. Uh, oh look, a literally indestructible metal, a jet made out of it, Black Panther, and an under the garden fancy institute like X Men. I'm like, this is, it, yeah, it, it was, was just very, kept going. And I was like, oh my I, god, like stop for a second, do something, do something. I new. was curious why they felt the need to say the jet was indestructible. Mm-hmm. Like it was just a very strange line. Nothing is indestructible. Nothing has ever been indestructible in these superhero movies, except for the occasional superpowered person, right? Like, why do they need to tell me the jet's indestructible? It doesn't really come up at all. Actually, the jet gets like knocked into the ocean, and the mm-hmm. front pod gets like dislodged later on in the movie. So, like, essentially, it got destroyed. It might be in one piece, but it's not really serviceable anymore. So, mm-hmm. why is it there? And Talking about when uh, Black Adam gets like picked up a la Thor style with in the van in the yeah. desert. Why? Why on earth they set up these magical rockets very, very, very straight to the camera. Here's the literal logo on the rocket that tell the entire audience we have magical weapons that can stop uh, it's Black Adam. Never. <laughs> never used it. Never used again. Yep. Not one single time and i feel like you could have just cut out that close-up shot it felt like an insert take that out we're not constantly wondering like i guess you have to explain really what they needed to do is they needed to get black adam into that apartment they needed him to to slow down for a second and that's that's the only thing that they could come up with it's just a very very poor a to b solution that just makes me wonder the whole time because i was expecting like magical guns to show up at one point in time Mm -hmm. i mean they had the magical jets those little speeder bikes which kind of really kind of felt out of place Uh, like i never really knew exactly what world i was in they were very futuristic for this very rundown country that that has like Mm -hmm. you know hardly any that looks like it doesn't have running water in half the buildings yeah and i mean i don't want to get all geopolitical in this either and i understand there are regimes and oppressive 
uh, governments and countries out there that hire like you know ins- insurgents or uh, militia members, right? Yeah. But it's weird that the entirety of the bad guys are all guns for hire. They're just like kind of all of these abstract foreigners. Well, like, what, well where's the lead? Who's the, the devil? Head? The devil's the, yeah. the, the, the lead of this. Mom. And and then we get the twist, and it's just like, well, but he. He he had to be a secret enemy though because he had to he had to get in that to that that woman's yeah. crew at the beginning to find the crown so like he was just a secret bad guy at the tip of the spear that nobody ever knew he was, was he just... was funding all of these um, militia members who knew he was there right like everyone he like everyone does what he said so like that really doesn't track based on like whenever they got pulled over earlier in the movie right and they're sitting in the van and. The guys give, harassing them about their passport or their whatever, their, their papers. And yeah, he's, like, like, sitting right th- there in the front. I'm like... Yeah. It's you, like, let him, let him through? I you, mean, like... You I, know who your boss is, right? He's right there. Like, play stupid. But yeah. It, yeah. Regardless, I, I, get, I 100% get what you're saying. Um, yeah, they're, um, I, the, the twist in this, right, it comes to find out that literally his son originally was the first... Um, you know Shazam, right? One of the mm-hmm. original Shazams, and then you kind of find like, oh, he's not. The Rock wasn't granted the powers. His son gave him the powers to save him, and then was killed. Um, which you know, literally, the intro had the Rock as his dad. Like, I'm like, he's right there. Like, yeah, we could all hear them. Of course, his back, his back was turned. But like, okay, well, here's a bald guy that a very sounds large a lot guy. like Dwayne Johnson. I get it. But also, from a technical point of view, right? We we are tethering this movie directly to the first Shazam movie, right? You got the same wizard. You got very, very similar costumes, right? Uh, I even saw the trailer for Shazam 2 in front of this movie. So, like, I was very primed to connect it to that universe. And the one thing I know about it, at least cinematically, I'm sure it's different in the comic books or maybe similar, is uh, Zachary Levi gave his family powers and he didn't lose his. They all turned into the Shazamly and they all kicked ass. So why in this flashback does the son give the powers to his father but then he reverts just coincidentally long enough to get shot with an arrow i don't couldn't couldn't uh black adam just right then that very second like transfer it back to his son it just didn't make sense why he lost it it's another example of just like oh well we just need to manufacture a situation where the son dies mm-hmm. so he can like freak out and so, destroy everything yeah. so it can show that black adam was never the hero that's why he can kill people as well as like we get it like we we understand but like this is very convenient for this yeah and they almost didn't even need it i mean i i guess you need to have like a very trauma inducing backstory right but they were an oppressed slave people right you Mm -hmm. don't need to add any extra steps you give like this slave who's been toiling away like under the sun for who knows years decades mining a mineral and is abused every day and then oh give him superpowers he he he, of course he's gonna go crazy and destroy everything you don't need to add this extra like level to it (laughs) well he also i think the the rock really has like there was no a motivation for him to become a good person. He just had to liberate everyone. Like the motivation was like, do what the justice society says. And they were like, he's like, he, at the end he was still like, no, I'm going to do what I want to do. Like there was mm-hmm. no resolution for that. Um, the justice society, what a goofy group of fucking people. Uh, oh, like, like, not only, not <laughs> only goofy, just entirely unearned. Yeah. Like this just seems to be the, uh, marching orders for DC of just like, don't build up backstories to anything. We'll throw whatever we need to in a movie with uh, nothing. 
and it really harms it in a way of even when you're having like these solid performances from from Hawkman or above yeah. and beyond performances from uh, Pierce Brosnan, right? They have to telegraph this whole backstory that we never got to see. Like, oh, they're best friends, mm-hmm. apparently. And, like, they'll do anything to save each <laughs> other. And we're supposed to feel emotionally impacted when Dr. Fate sacrifices himself. Right. Like, I just met this guy, yeah. like, 40 minutes ago. I don't care if he died. I don't know anything yeah. about him. And as, and he's very old. And he's very mystic, too. So how am I just supposed to assume that, like, he can't be brought back by magic? I'm not saying that's yeah. what you do. I'm not saying Pierce Brosnan has to be, like, brought back in for more or, you know, whatever. But he's, just, he's, like, he's a standout. Of, I mean, I'll give him that and despite his short tenure he was a standout part of this uh yeah it's just like we just we just don't know anything about these characters like what their motivations are like since i don't know much about the dc comics lore like i don't entirely know what the justice society is like is it an offshoot of the Justice League? Are these supposed to be right. more of like the bad boys of the Justice League? Uh, where is the Justice League? Why is Amanda Waller involved? I thought she was the Suicide Squad leader. I thought she was the one they bring in when you know nobody else can touch these like specific things. But this seemed pretty straightforward. Of like we got a god like going crazy. This seems like we should get the Justice League over here. You know. Yeah. Well, the other thing is because um, because they they went with the the the. the I guess the regular Hawkman Carter Hall, right? But I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure if I look up his abilities, he has the ability to he like when he dies, he comes back, he's like reborn. So I thought maybe they would kill him and have him be reborn, right? Like like, oh that's part of my uh-huh. that's part of my shtick, right? Like of course. So um I, I've gotta look up some of this later. But yeah, the, like he's you know, resurrected <laughs> and stuff like that. I'm like Yeah. So like they totally pull the rug out from what I did know of the characters. Uh, and I'm like, that's kind of weird. But at, at the same time, I think, you know, um, your, your funny man, your comedian in, the, in a large suit is, is weird. I, I, I totally forgot the chick is in here, Cyclone. Like, I, no offense to her. I just think they wrote her character poorly. Uh, like, yeah, she didn't she really didn't, do, she, didn't do much. Yeah, she didn't do much. Everyone on the team kind of got a little bit of an archetype, right? You know, Adam Smasher got to be the dumb, funny one who had the pretty much the only humorous lines that kind of worked. Uh, Dr. Fate got to be the one that saw the future, was like the cunning, very um, morbid, smart one. Yeah, very morbid yeah. character, too. Uh, yeah, Hawkman was the, the leader, the brash one. And then, yeah, uh, the, was it Crimson? No, I'm thinking of... Um, think Cyclone, isn't it? Cyclone, that's right. I'm thinking of the, the red, I keep thinking of the red robot uh, oh, yeah. that also yeah, yeah. makes a twister. Um, but yeah, she just didn't really get... I mean, she was kind of supposed to be like the, maybe the smart hackery one. I think that's yeah. what... They said when Amanda Waller was asking, oh, who's your roster? So I thought maybe yeah. that would come up. but And this was another weird thing, right? So Another weird a thing. Lot put, of, it, put it down, folks. Uh, <laughs> another weird thing. A lot, of, a lot of these decisions, I'm sure, probably were made in the comic book origins. But I don't know a lot about them, right? So I don't know much about this fictionalized city that this whole uh, movie yeah, takes yeah, place in. But... If we're going to spend the entire movie in one location, why is it dirt and brown and tan and overcast like the entire time? What a 
what an unappealing location to put your entire film in. And like, I, I want to be clear. I'm not saying like cities like this don't exist on the earth and don't have value and don't have merit. Right. But like, if you're like, you're, you're making something cinematic on the screen. Like you don't even, like, if that's going to be like your main point and that's going to be your city, like at least when they did like parts where they like flash to where like the wizards live, or they did like that, that quick cutaway to where uh Sabak gets his powers oh we got to go to hell so that was Mm -hmm. cool we're seeing like these different tonal shifts and luckily at one point in time we got to go to that kind of fancy underground prison or underwater prison was kind of neat but just most of the time we were just in unappealing boring deserts the whole time and that's just a decision that has nothing to do with like budgeting or location like you could make that anything like even like even even very arid climates around the world have foliage at some point in time and there was one brief shot where after kind of the magic motorbike scene yeah when black adam like throws a guy off into the horizon or whatever there is a little bit more greenery like around there so they they tried at least to vary it up a little bit but just a very unappealing location to just hang out in as opposed to like you know when you go to like the at least the current marvel equivalent right you go to wakanda and like wow what a what a lush interesting environment right there's just so much going on there like, a lot of I culture want to expo- even yeah. i want to explore it like i don't really want to explore this city and it seemed like black adam really didn't care either because he destroyed that place while he was trying to fight um the justice society who's like you said just walking through walls yeah. destroying whatever it is his way he just didn't yeah. really seem to care much about the people or the location until the story told him he needed to yeah well and, and then i think you know that's going to get us to to the last point here mike the the big villain sabak is the devil uh the, like essentially what a devil shazam i think is kind of what he is um mm-hmm. you know tribute to and um he just has to sit on a throne for the random skeletons to pop out of the ground. Out and of then nowhere. For, we get a delicious sky beam because we yep. still need those. The right? sky beam. And then, you know, the, the kid on the skateboard has to go rally the locals because there's no locals in this very busy city, right? Who are going <laughs> to be popping around. He has to go like rally them and slowly ride in on his skateboard. Back, Mike. I'm sure you love that moment where he's just leading the villagers oh back God. slowly on a skateboard. Like they're walking. Inf- I'm like, could you move a little faster? They're bloodthirsty I mean, villains here who want to kill your your mom and, and, and uncle. Like, who thought it was a good idea for him to go down like seven flights of stairs and then oh. I need to go seven feet. I'm going to get on my skateboard just to get off of it again, to go down steps. It just, those are the types of things that you see in like a Disney Channel original movie where like the character is like a skateboarder and he's glued to it and he loves it. And like his parents don't want him to be a skateboarder. They want him to do his homework. Like, no, this is me. This is my personality. I'm going to go win the big skateboard race. Like, I think I'm just literally mm-hmm. talking about Brink now, but with skateboard. Well, 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 like, yeah, yeah. That's the type of thing you do where you, like the whole character's life is a skateboard. Like, the, this kid should be more worried about like dying than anything. Then he's just obsessed with this skateboard. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and I think you know, it, it's just he, I you know I I see kind of the parallel with him to Shazam. But what I really notice in this movie, and and you I think you got nail on the head. There's a bunch of filler shots everywhere, right? There's just things that don't need to be there just to have them in here. I think to make it longer and feel like a real movie. 
Um, I, I mean, there's like that shot. Like most of it is actually when they battle Sabak or the, like they keep going back to that throne room over and over again, like back and forth, back and forth. Or they, the, the heroes do the slow motion walk up and they like they all acknowledge each other for like five minutes, and you're like, dude, just get on with the goddamn story. Like, I am tired of watching you people walk over rubble, and and just like silently nod at each other because. There's some sort of mutual understanding going on. Yeah. They, everybody <laughs> just spoke in platitudes and waxed poetically. Everyone's just talking about, you're a hero, you're a villain, this is mm-hmm. what we need to do. And to we're going to fight because we don't, we don't know how to solve our issues any other way. Yeah. You, <laughs> you are going to work together to get back my son. It's just every, like nobody spoke like a real person. Uh, mm-hmm. it was just, I can't, I just, I just can't. Yeah. I just can't. I, it feels like if everything was going the way things were supposed to over at that studio two years ago, right? We would have had a justice society movie and maybe it would have been good and we would have liked it. And when we would have saw these characters pop up in Black Adam, we'd be like, oh, it's so fun to see these characters again. Oh, no, our beloved Dr. Fate actually dies in this story. But since we know more about Dr. Fate, we're more familiar with that magical helmet and like, oh, it's going to choose a new person. And that person has already been telegraphed maybe on like like an HBO Max show or something like that. There's just more to pull from. It gets you more excited. Then all that the stuff would distract me from the absolutely nothing Dwayne Johnson is giving me, right? I could look past some of these more things, but there's nothing to hang my hat on. I just don't care. And I think one of the the biggest travesties of this is simply because it is a direct relation to Shazam. The same Mm. wizards, the same magic, the same powers, right? He even says the same goddamn word to depower himself. And did you notice they gave him the Captain America treatment when he depowered himself? They, oh, yeah. They CGI'd him skinnier. Yeah, Dwayne Johnson gets to join the Chris Evans uh, uh, fan club of uh, Smaller people body. so buff they had to debuff them. Yeah, um, but, like, you know, the, the, there's this whole Shazam movie already, right? The only thing out there that would have made sense to tie this to and have more about, or even have the post credit scene, because that Shazam wizard's still out there, right? We know he's out there mm-hmm. from, the, from the movies. Uh, you know, Zachary Levi showing up would have been probably way cooler, right? Um, mm-hmm. and, and more relevant to the story. Probably not as cool as seeing Henry Cavill. We all love Henry Cavill, Superman, he, obviously. But, like, tie it back to the, the, the story. It, it, other than that, it just feels like a, a piece you're going to see on YouTube, which leaked literally two weeks ago for me, uh, because The Rock is telling everybody about this moment. Because if you watch that moment, you feel good about the movie, and everything else before it is just meh. Okay. Yeah, I, I saw I saw a, um, uh, an opinion out there online where um, just Dwayne the Rock Johnson, you know, maybe rightly so, perceives himself as like the most you know successful, well paid, highest profile actor out there on the planet right now, and he just doesn't want to play second fiddle to Zachary Levi. I'm not saying that there's beef there, right? But Shazam. Yeah was a good movie, but it wasn't gigantic, right? You know, if The Rock is going to be cameoing or teaming up or, um, you know, Dude. facing another character, he's like, I don't 
I don't care about Shazam. Nobody talks about Shazam. I want to fight Superman. That's all I care about. I don't care if everything in this movie, my iconic chess piece or even my origin has to do with uh, Shazam. I want to fight Superman. It's just like, it's so short-sighted. It wouldn't be so much better if he was like, in like a Shazam movie like Shazam 3 or something and then eventually gets to Superman or what if even okay rock i get it you're such a huge actor let's build the entire DC universe around you being the antagonist let's make you actually evil and we have to get a whole gang of heroes together just to fight you but it that's not the direction that they're going he he's going to fight superman in a fight for i don't know like maybe like 15 minutes and then they're going to put their differences aside and then go punch brainiac or something that's how it's going to go they're not actually going to like fight to the death so so here's the thing henry cavill actually doesn't have a contract he was only paid for this cameo because they originally filmed it and did the Shazam version of it where he had no head. They just had a body and no actor. Um, mm. So they literally added uh, Henry Cavill in like a month ago, which, you know, pro- probably a smart thing. But like he, they have no commitment. Like it's a tease that may never actually follow through, which I think is even worse. Now, yeah. maybe I'm wrong. Maybe don't replace Superman with Shazam, but maybe there's a second post credit scene where it's not with Black Adam, Shazam, and the Wizard are like, oh, we have to solve this kind of thing. Like, who who the hell's this kind of thing? Or, you know, because you see that missing scene at that in the in the Shazam movie. That like, who was this person? Like, we don't talk about that person. And this is it was Black Adam. Like, literally, like they could totally have done another scene, not with the Rock, but like just to tie it to the DC universe because. You know, Shazam is the next movie coming out, right? Like, they—that is literally the next DC movie, Shazam Two. So huge, I think, just a huge missed opportunity for DC in general, right? We've talked about how they introduced the Justice Society and killed them off without you know letting us know who they are. They keep, you know, doing this stuff without any connection, and here was a great opportunity. And um, you know, maybe they didn't squander it on on Henry Cavill, but they could have added a little bit more just to make it that much more like oh. Yeah, this is this is gonna have re- repercussions other than maybe Henry Cavill coming back at, at at the moment. So I don't know. Yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I I, I will be your disappointment. The first, I can feel it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll be the first to admit. I think I would have taken. I would have swallowed the pill of this movie better if the whole state of uh, Warner Brothers was just more sure up, right? If I just had a better idea of what was kind of coming down the pipeline and where everything was going, but you know, I just go into all of these DC movies just feeling like I'm like on two shaky bricks. So like stand up on these two like wobbly poles while trying to watch this movie where at least when I watch a Marvel movie, I feel like I'm in I'm in like a recliner of concrete that's like not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it also doesn't help that I finally got to see the trailer for Creed 3 in front of this film mm-hmm. and I got to see like how mad and a talent that Jonathan Majors is. And it's like, oh yeah, he, they're they're building the entire next phase of Marvel around this one actor. Like, I, I would watch, you know, I would pick Jonathan Majors every single time on the big screen over The Rock. And I say that because they seem to be occupying just a similar space in my head at the given kind of present moment. They're kind of these bigger, larger than lives. Like, I thought maybe more antagonistic characters in these two superhero universes, but it seems like The Rock is really pivoting very quickly away from... It seems like he's just going to be a hero that's maybe a little bit more okay with, like, killing people, whereas, <laughs> whereas like, you know, that's really not what a villain is. Um, 
So I don't know, yeah. man. It's just I there's people out there that I'm sure are just like, you, you know, you're picking apart this movie too much. I thought it was yeah. fun. I was able to turn my brain off. You know, I didn't really think the action scenes were all that exciting either right like i don't think black adam's power set is all that interesting i mean the the uh, i think one one shot that i liked i liked how he kind of did like the the western showdown with his like lightning bolt gun i thought that was fun but when you look at it in context it makes no sense i know this man is so fast time essentially freezes around him like so essentially what he's doing is he's just having fun. He's being playful and almost like flexing and showing off that he can shoot people with lightning, even though he was always going to beat those people no matter what. But he just doesn't have that personality through the film to where that's funny at all, right? I, I'm not just I'm not yeah. getting anything out of it. So, yeah, just a weird juxtaposition of, like, like you said, we've seen all of the parts of this movie in yeah. other more successful films. We've seen better performances out of better people and other films uh the set pieces we've seen other places yeah cool man if i just like i just can't take anything from this the the story i think is if it was better i think we'd be having a different conversation right i Mm. I think you can have all these same parts but like it needs to be a smarter movie or at least a little bit you know i would say maybe leaner right in terms of what it's doing and, and how it's doing this um you know the 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 JSA as a whole, um, what what did the, the the Cyclone and Adam Smasher lady do that you couldn't have just done with Hawkman and Doctor Fate, um, right? Like like did they did you need four when you could have had two and given them more time to breathe and interact? So yeah, um, I th- I think it does. It was a, a leaner movie that had more direct focus and didn't you know wander back and forth trying to borrow stuff from other other things i think it would have been a we'd have a much different conversation but overall i think that's where you know we're gonna pick it apart a little bit more than than probably anything else but um yeah i i I would say as much as i hate to admit it i did like the slow motion stuff because he did actually kill those people um right like he put a grenade in someone's mouth like in slow motion and and then they actually went back and played it rather than like when quicksilver did it he like saved everybody right like he didn't really do anything with him he just kind of knocked him down but i was like oh that's that's actually fun to see him actually take the missiles and the bullets and everything and put them right back at the people um which i thought was you know oh that's that's different it's it's a little little more brutal but at the end of the day i'm not i i can't recommend this to go to the theaters to see it yeah no i think chris uh i think it worked out well in your favor where your weekend was just too stacked and you just had to watch it any way you could. Yeah. So we could talk about so we could talk about it today, and I'll be the first to um, to uh, uh, back Chris up that he was uh, very uh, very tied down and was just trying to fit it in wherever he yeah. could so we could talk about it. Um, and you know, I, I it's the same. If you have HBO Max, I'm sure this will be there in about like you know 45 days. You know, watch it there. You know, because yeah. it's. If you have that subscription, it's not really costing you anymore. But yeah, don't yeah. don't, you know don't waste your time. Maybe <laughs> if I was in a theater with a couple drinks, if I was like two drinks deep into this movie, I might have a good time. But that'd be about it. But mm-hmm. all right, well, Mike, um, we got a regular show that we're gonna go do regular podcast episode with the news. So let's go ahead and get off of here. But if people want to know more about what you're doing, what you're up to, where can they find you at? 
Oh, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can yeah. read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V A L D A N, or Instagram, Valdan87. If people want to know about our regularly scheduled news podcast that we've been doing for 400 episodes in like two weeks, where can they find all that good stuff at? Oh, head on over to Superhero Slate. Dot com. That is the place where we hide all of our supervillains uh, underwater and then also inside of pods that are encased in water. And if you look around, you might see some cameos like, oh, that pod's a little bit bigger than some of the other pods. So I think there's like a big villain in there or something like that. But we have all of those like various size pods over at SuperheroSlate.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You get merch, SuperheroSlate.com slash store. We love hearing from you. What did you think about Black Adam? I won't be surprised if you like it, and I won't think of you (laughs) differently if you liked it. That is okay. Uh, but what did you think about it? Let us know. Uh, and we love our super fans. So if you want to be a super fan of Superhero Slate, all you have to do is just share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week. And you know that promise is true because like Chris said, we have done this for nearly 400 weeks straight. Mm. Wow, that's that's, cra- that's crazy to say out loud. We, I don't know why it didn't seem as crazy at 300, but it seems yep. very crazy at 400. We, we're almost professionals at this point. <laughs> I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't go so far as to call us that, but we're almost professionals. Yeah, so uh, stay tuned, stay subscribed, and Chris, let's go talk about the news. That's right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe!